Hey everybody, I'm so excited you decided to join us, the Together Table. This is our first episode. Welcome to this Bible-based, Jesus-centered community where we can talk about issues of the day, what's going on in our world and in our local communities, in our nation, where we can share our thoughts, our feelings, but most of all, that we can see what God has to say about it. So let's dive into our first topic. So our first topic, we're going to talk about community and what community looks like today. Um, We know that there are cultural views of what community looks like. We know that there are biblical views of what community looks like. And even now, the idea of what our community looks like as a church is even changing. Um, Used to be, you know, six months ago that church meant you go to a building and you worship the Lord and you do things with each other face to face but because of the current situation every culture and every church and every family is changing its view on what community looks like so praise God we know that we have the privilege that we can pray we can pray for our leaders we can pray for our first responders and healthcare workers that are in direct contact Um, with people that have symptoms or dealing with things to be able to develop a cure. Um, So thank God we can pray for those. We're not left alone. And um, that's part of our our job as a Christian, to be able to pray for them. So I just wanted to talk to you today about how do you stay connected in community, even though the face-to-face element is not there. So there's a scripture that, you know, most people would say when they're saying you should stay in church face to face, people would quote Hebrews 10.25. It says, forsake not the assembling of each other um, as the habit of some people, but admonish, warn, urge, and encourage one another, and all the more faithfully as you see the day approaching. So we know that Jesus is coming soon. We know that that day is approaching. So we do want to assemble with each other. But I don't think that the scripture necessarily, it's not meaning that just because we can't meet in a building, we can't meet face to face, it doesn't mean that we still can't maintain that assembling with each other. God's not shocked that this is happening. He's not fallen off the throne because of the coronavirus literally shutting down the world, shutting down travel, shutting down nations, shutting down jobs. He's not shocked by any of this. And the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that penned that scripture in Hebrews is the same Holy Spirit that will give us those creative ideas to be able to continue this community, this God-given community. So I'd say one of the biggest things to be able to stay connected, of course, number one is maintaining your connection with God. If you don't have that connection with God, with the Father, with the Bible, and prayer, then you're not going to be looking to be in community with other people. Right now, yes, community means, you know, we're going to church online, we're connecting with people electronically, and thank God for those things. So the number one way to maintain a healthy community during this time 
is, of course, your relationship with God. Number two is to maintain and develop your relationship with your family. That is a God-given gift to you, is your family. Whether it is a phone call, a text message, an email, an actual letter with a stamp. Those are ways that you can minister and communicate with your family and your friends. And then the third thing, the third place we're supposed to stay connected with is with our church family. So we are called to be in this community with our church family. In Psalm 92, it says that planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of their God. That is where we as Christians, we flourish, we grow, we thrive, we develop is in our home church. When we get dedicated and we are loyally committed to one local church and to the vision of that church, we're going to grow. So as we are growing, it may not look the same right now, and that's okay, but I would encourage you, double up your prayers for your church. If you think, well, I normally, you know, I normally I serve on Tuesday nights, or I serve on Wednesday nights, or normally I go to church twice a week, so, you know, I can't do that right now. But something that you can do that's invaluable to your pastors and to your leaders is pray for them, say prayers for them, pray the word over them. And also, I would encourage you, if you really want to do something, send them an extra offering. Right now, there's so many people that are scared. And one of the number one places that people stop giving is to charity, to charitable organizations, to churches. So if you want to do something extra, say, oh, man, I I wish I could volunteer. I, I wish I could do more, but I can't, you know, give an offering, give an extra offering that would touch your pastor's heart, your leader's heart more than you'd think. So the ways that we can stay connected in community now, even during these uncertain times, this isn't the first time that uncertain times have reached the church. The church was born into uncertain times, times right after Jesus died. In Rome, the Christians would meet in the catacombs. They would meet in tombs. They would meet in the places that no one else wanted to go. And through the ages, we know because of the testimonies that we've heard. We know that the church, this is only what makes the church grow. Even this time is hard. It's not easy. But we have the answer. And part of that answer is not forsaking the assembly of each other. Doesn't mean face to face. But it means in our heart, in our prayer, in our offerings, in our time. Our time is still the most precious, even though we have more time than we normally do our time is still the most precious thing that we can give call in that person that you've been thinking about all day sending a text message to your so-and-so at work sending a scripture to someone that you want to encourage that was on your team from church the number one way that we can make sure that we're going to maintain community and not get isolated Self-quarantine is not the same as isolation. It's not the same. We're still supposed to maintain community even though we're not face-to-face. The number one way we can stay in that community is to maintain our relationship with the Lord, to maintain our time in prayer, to maintain that time in His Word. And as we do that, it allows us to see outward, to reach outward, 
not just constantly let fear run our lives and drive us into the ground and fearfully looking for toilet paper in the grocery store. But as we spend time with him, it makes us want to reach out and develop that authentic community that we're called to be in. So number one, develop that relationship with God. Deepen that relationship with God now. Minister to your family. Number two, develop that community with your family. And number three, with friends and church family. Right now, the greatest gift that we have with the devil meant for evil to put us in our homes, God's turning to good in that we're reestablishing connections with people. We're reestablishing what our family looks like. We're reestablishing our relationship with the Lord. We're taking the time and what the devil meant for evil. The devil meant to call it isolation, but God is calling it a reset. God is calling it a time like no other time. A time where the church gets stronger. A time where our families get stronger. A time where in our personal relationship with the Lord, where we come out, we walk through the fire, we're walking through this time, and we don't even come out smelling like smoke. Because we weren't burned. Maybe those thoughts will come that you're not going to make it. But we know what to do with it. Number one, maintain our relationship with God. When those thoughts come, we run to Him. Number two, maintain that community and those relationships with our family. We can talk to our family. We can play and have fun with our family. And we can really enjoy the gift of being with each other without distraction during this time. And number three, being and connecting with our church family, whether it's church online whether it's reaching out through social media, sending a letter, sending in an offering, saying extra prayers for our pastors. That's how we can maintain community. So before we go today, I want to pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, We come before you. We thank you that you are our well-timed help coming just when we need it. We thank you that there is no other name that is greater than the name of Jesus. We thank you that we can stand firm in these times regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what it's happening, regardless of what the government tells us, regardless of what it feels like. We know that you are our rock and our foundation. You are the stronghold of our life. You are the strength in our life. We thank you, Lord, that as we have this time, we will use it wisely. We will be good stewards of the things that you've placed in our hands for this season. We thank you that we will not forsake the assembly of each other. But God, we will maintain the community, the gifts that you have placed in our life, the gifts of our personal relationship with you, the gift of our family, and the gift of our church family in our godly community. God, these are gifts that you have placed in our lives. They're precious and we will not take them lightly. We will not forsake them in their time of need. We thank you that whatever we have, it's because you've given it to us. So Father, as we see and as we're led by your spirit, we will give, we will sow, we will pray We will encourage. 
And we know that because of this, we'll be stronger as your body, stronger as your children. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. It was an honor to have you as a guest today at the Together Table. Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope to see you next week.